Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild On Season 4, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wonderful, wild world of wrestling. On Wednesdays, today's guest is helping us and bringing the celebration of Pride Month. Yes, June is Pride Month. And we're celebrating with the Wild On team, of course. She's colorfully painted with tattoos, pink hair, and she's deemed the alley cat of independent professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, my girl, Alley Catch. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Of course. Happy Pride Month. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this is your month. It's my time to shine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we've come so far in the world and uh, like I know you work with Effie a lot and uh, I die for those t-shirts like make wrestling gay and you know, yes. there's honestly, let's be realistic. There is nothing more homosexual than professional wrestling. Right. <laughs> like he he like was in the airport the other day talking about how there was a legitimate like collegiate wrestling team like waiting to get on a flight yeah as he's walking around in the wrestling is gay shirt <laughs> it was great i wish i could have been a fly on the wall or had like a video going just the most <laughs> masculine jockey type guys and it's like guys it's so homoerotic you literally sweat and roll around on each other it's exactly like come into my guard like whoa <laughs> Whoa. Yo, keep your guard to yourself, okay? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so what does Pride Month mean for you? I was kind of lucky in that like I grew up in like my both my parents were very like accepting cool. and tolerant of stuff. So I never felt um, scared or really like I never felt like I came out. Oh. I just felt like I was always like honest about who I was. That's really interesting. Like, I never had to, like, sit down with my family and be like, hey, like, I just, like, casually was talking about something one day, and it was just, like, the truck kept on rolling, and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, that's what I grew up in. So Pride Month for me is, like, it's more about, like, other people and trying to, like, help make sure everybody else can be as comfortable as, like, I'm able to be. And, like, the, I have, like, the privilege to do that. Like you said, it's, it's you know, we've come so far in the world and it sounds like you had a really like gentle, organic, you didn't even really come out as much as it was a conversation, which is, that's yeah. really where we should be. So what have you done in your experience or uh, do you use your social media platform? Where, where do you feel like you are able to do your most for other people? The last few years I've done um, like merch drops and then donated the money to uh, places that I like, um, places that I've like researched and made sure were like reputable. I've tried to like help like highlight other people and make sure like other like eyes get on uh, like the talent like Effie does with like Big Gay Brunch. Yeah. Just like if you ever see like a bussy line, it's like always filled with like new fans, casual fans and people like I've had fans like come out to me <gasps> and be like, yeah. And it's, it's, it's wild. And I'm very grateful that I can do that and be that Response. person. So <laughs> like, exactly. And Ooh. so like there, I've had people be like, I haven't told anybody yet, but like you and Effie make me feel comfortable and make me feel safe and seen. And I'm like, thank you. Like, I'm so happy for you. So like, that's what I'm, I'm like able to like tiny do for people. <sighs> 
because I always say professional wrestling is a family of misfits and you know <laughs> that that comes from so many different things be it like sexuality or culture or uh, religion or you know like I believe in the universe and spirit and witchcraft but <laughs> we're all bonded by the sport and like we've never met in person but already I'm like oh we get each other there's a <laughs> there's a commonality here um but the fact that we have the power, these like misfits in our community, to even make the fans feel as comfortable as they can to come out to you. It's not just other wrestlers, it's fans. That's that's so beautiful. You go to a baseball game and like you love like whoever's on the team and you love like your football players and stuff, but like they don't turn around and like yell at you or talk to you during the game. And, that's like, true. You also don't like go up to them afterwards and buy like a jersey from them. You buy it from like whoever. So like we have like these cool bonds that we get to make with fans that it's it's very cool. That's you know what I didn't I don't know why I just didn't think about that. But our relationships are so much more intimate and maybe that's why our fans are so much more fanatical. Yes, for sure. And there would be no show if there was no fans. So we have to interact with them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not going back to no fan shows. We're not going back. Uh, well, I. <laughs> So, you know, I'd retired for 10 years and then I decided to come back during the pandemic, you know, to go back to Impact and be in a TV setting was weird in itself because it'd been 10 years. But I was like, and there's no fans. <laughs> it is so and it's like, yeah, like I saw your vignettes and it's like it's one thing like people online were so stoked for you and they were like, yay. And so you were like, yay. But then there's no yay in person. So just like yeah. it gets sucked out totally it was like eh. <laughs> okay cool my adrenaline is gone but that's okay I'm on my way back again you know I just had to roll with there the punches go. of this year and you know life happens and the universe puts you exactly where you're supposed to be so exactly exactly I know this is a wrestling podcast but the part that's wrestling is that you wrestle and I wrestle and then we talk about whatever the fuck we want to um <laughs> So I saw the like passion grow when I mentioned witchcraft. Tell me about your uh, relationship with all that stuff. Oh my gosh. The last like <laughs> two years, I like started reading way more. I was always, I, I read a lot, but it was always fiction. And then okay. I started reading nonfiction. I read The Power of Now, uh, Radical Acceptance, like all those things. Um, and I got, because I was never religious growing up. Yep. Um, nobody like really fed it to me in a way that was like good or not. I didn't like it. And then I read this stuff and I said, yes, I've always felt like there was like, and I believe, you know, Newton's law, energy is exchanged, can't yeah. create, destroy. So when I like was put in perspective, like the universe and things are happening and, you know, good comes to those who, if you make it like all that stuff, yeah. I totally believe I like write. 10 things I'm grateful for every day now. I journal. Like, I just got my first uh, crystal in the mail. Yay! Oh, what was it? Pretty. What uh, was it? It was a, a rose quartz, obviously. obviously. Had to. <laughs> and you bring some love into my life. Self-love. Uh, oh. So I sleep, like, next to it. I feel like I'm so much happier and more positive because there's, like, something for me to, like, fixate and grow and, like, heal with. And the learning is endless yes 
the amount of yeah. like literature out there or, you know, even just online and the communities, there's, it's, it's ever growing and it's, it's abundant. And it is like, it has helped in wrestling so much because it used to be like, you read something so mean about yourself and it would like, I it would ruin my day. And then I started being like, that is a projection of them. And that is something wrong with them and not me. And so like, I'm, it's still like, obviously there's still days where I'm like, yeah, I suck. Okay. Like, you know, like <laughs> look. but for the most part, people like, oh, you're ugly, you're fat, you're this. I'm like, uh, are you sure? Or is something going on with you? So, oh, thankfully, like I'm thinking like that now. Good, good. And it's so hard when you're in this very public, like it's, it's more than just being like a celebrity and being public because us wrestlers, we need to interact with the fans and Twitter and Instagram and all social media. We, you know, for the most part, we read the comments because we take that at face value to some extent because we want to grow, we want to improve. Um, but you really hit the nail on the head with the projection. And on top of that, you're never going to get angry and you're never going to be offended about something you don't already feel about yourself. So yes. if, if someone says that to you and that stings, that's because that part of you isn't healed yet. Yes. So it's it's we're all mirrors. And so uh, I'm getting a lot reflected to me all the time, but now I feel like I have like the tools to work it out instead of just like Good. being Good. upset. And it is totally projection because if someone's happy with themselves, they're not going to be spreading that kind of hate. Like that's no. That's... I have never woken up and been like, you know what I should do today? <laughs> I should tell this person what I don't like. About. Like who does that? What I don't know. are you doing with your Fuck time? Fuck somebody's day right up. Yeah, like, mm, you know what? Mm, fuck you. No. Yeah. But you know what? I'm all for spirituality and I'm all for shadow work and witchcraft. But what I will say is Cat Williams is also one of my idols. And he said, haters have one job and that is to hate. Love you or hate you. They're still talking about you. So thank you very fucking much. <laughs> exactly. Well said. Yes, very true. <laughs> So I'm like half love and light and shadow work. And I'm also half Cat Williams. <laughs> we need balance. We need balance. <laughs> so what brought you into wrestling? Like, uh, were you uh, a fan? Was it, you know, all the stars aligned and someone introduced you to the sport? What was it? I was a fan, like as a kid growing up, um, like attitude era. So like, who wasn't? Nice. Um, and then I kind of like fell off because I moved and I didn't have like that friend I was watching wrestling with okay. anymore. And then I was dating somebody in college and I got like sucked right back into it and like was watching what was on TV. I was catching up on what happened while I wasn't watching. And I just yep. like surpassed him as a fan. Oh. And it was just like, yeah, I'm out of here. I, I love <laughs> wrestling. And then um, – the stars align and I was dating like somebody else and they worked with somebody who was also at like a wrestling school. And I said, there's one near us. Wow. That's okay. And so I went and I checked it out and, um, I just got my tax return. Nice. Uh, so, Helps massively. <laughs> dropped it right then and there and started training. Good for you. So the universe brought you that money so you could start training. That's what it was. Legi it, legitimately. It was like all right there. And I like, did the first month I think I paid for like three months up front so I couldn't back out good for so you I, so I had to like make myself because I kind of will have like a problem where like if I'm like not good at something mm. I want to quit and leave and I was like no this like just really try 
I'm like that too. And I struggle because I'm naturally pretty athletically inclined. So if there's something I can't do off the hop, I'm like, fuck. Exactly. I'm like, you know what? Fine. But like, that's another thing I'm trying now is I'm like, let's revisit stuff that mm. you told yourself you would never do. Like dives. I was like, I'll never do one. I'll ne and now I've done some. So. So I had never done a dive my whole career because I also came from the era where, you know, like, of course, it's not an era thing. Less is more. But I was like, why am I going to kill myself when right. you got to remember the era I was in? Uh, like I had Awesome Kong. I had a lot of really incredible workers, but there weren't a lot of people that I could dive on um, because it was yeah. I had to protect myself. So the first time I did a dive was when I came back and it was on Caleb. And I was just like, no, I'm not going to practice it. If I can visualize it, I can do it. If I'm going to die, I'd rather yes. die on TV. <laughs> exactly. Like, make it out. Here we go. Because I got to make that money. If I'm going to go for it and it's going to fail, you know what? I'll take the YouTube hits. It's fine. <laughs> Just do the Lita dive where you just scorpion. Yeah. Like, oh. worth it. It's fine. Uh, you know what? You said that and it replayed in my head because that's like, bless her. Like, I'm not going to, okay, shade, no shade, whatever. Lita had her era, okay? She was very right. important. But as a wrestler, not so great. I mean, like, in terms of her actual execution, if I wanted to talk about like textbook movements, it wouldn't be Lita. And, but, Balls to the wall, homegirl went for it every time. Every, so exactly. No shade, no shade. But like people don't model yourself after her technique. I would just say that. That's like seeing stuff like that and like other things. <sighs> that's why I was like, oh, she did I'm going to, if she, it, yeah. I can't do it then. I know. <laughs> like, I know. What? And like, I'm not like, girl does yoga. Cause like, if my, if I scorpion like that, I'd be going to the hospital. That's, no, no, no. Right. <laughs> it's a big thing. <laughs> Those, yeah, this is not cute. Like, I don't, I don't want one of these for the next 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a point in your career, though, probably pre-pandemic, where you were thinking about, that's it, like hanging up the boots and focusing more academically. So what changed for you? So I had like moved and up like rooted my life from Texas and I moved to the Midwest and then I moved to New York and then it wow, was all kind of like all over the pulled place. out. Yeah, I was I was going. I was like, I want to be a wrestler and I want to travel and do this, blah blah. Yeah. And then um, that home situation kind of got like the rug was pulled, and I didn't really have anything to my like all my stuff could fit in my car, and so I didn't have anything. I didn't have anybody, and I was like, what am I doing? Like, mm. what have I done? I should cut my losses and leave. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Sure. Um. So I was really sad and I was like, I'm just going to leave and go back to the real world. And then like I had like a string of matches like that month and everybody like the matches were good and all the fans were so nice. And I was like living out of my car. So I was like actually seeing more of like the country instead of just going like in and out to right. shows. And I was like, okay, so th this is what it's about now that I'm like focusing on me and having fun and wrestling it's happening so maybe i shouldn't leave how long were you living out of your car then uh three months so you were essentially well you were you were homeless you had a car yeah. that, that counts but that's not a home so oh man it was a learning experience and i mean there were like a lot of couches that i got to sleep on there was only maybe like 25 percent of the time i actually slept in my car 
I would have a room, you know, whatever. But uh, I got to do whatever I wanted because I didn't have like a job. Because like when I was living there, I didn't have a job. So homeless, I don't have a job. I, do you want to go to Ohio today? I'll go to Ohio today. You want to go? I can just go to New York. I can go to Pittsburgh. I can go wherever I want now. So. So what did you really take out of that situation? Like more than just wrestling, that that must have been quite a hard reset. Like you were you were without a home, you were without kind of probably like focus. Like you were totally derailed. So what? How did how did you stay above water? I definitely realized that like I like structure is great, but sometimes uh, like you need a little bit to like to shake you up mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, cause like, I was always like, oh, I can't do this because of money or, oh, I, it was always like, I can't, I was coming from lack, things like that. Mm-hmm. And this was like, even before I really learned about all that stuff that I was like, just do it. Like, just go have fun. Like go to the after party or go to the monument yeah. in this city. Like, what are you like, when, what is there to gain from not doing it? And what is there to gain from doing it? That's really, I started to really harp on like experiences instead of like things while being because I was homeless like I, oh my car was like filled with stuff it was my books like my records like clothes yeah but there's no room to put it in there's no way to enjoy them so I was just enjoying like you know going out to a nice restaurant or going to see a cool thing in a city or things like that and I've never really done that I was always like save your money stay inside that lack so, of mindset like you touched it, on yes so if I like I really enjoyed that and now I now that I'm not almost I still try to do that and like go see and do stuff good abundance is such a mindset it has nothing to do with things like it's nice to have nice things and if nice things motivate you to continue that uh, journey to more abundance right. then that's great but really if it's all in here and that's the greatest lesson I've learned with spirituality is like you're not going to find happiness in a relationship. You're not going to find happiness in a job. You're not going to find happiness in a certain amount of money. All those things are really nice. But if it's not in here and it's not here, you can search forever. And that's like a pattern I've really had to break. Yes, same. Lots of dating yourself. It's yes. Great. It's funny because uh, so the first time in my life, I skipped over dating apps because I was married and uh, twice and during those two marriages um and in between that's when like dating apps really took off so now i'm looking at dating apps for the first time in my whole life and i'm 36 and i feel like i just came out of a cave and i'm like what the fuck is this world (laughs) bleak is bleak i don't even want to okay i can't remember last time i like touched one it was probably like three years ago is when i really like still looked at one and i just was like I honestly just looked at it for the education because I'm like, well, I have a podcast. I'm supposed to be relevant. And I, so I like downloaded them all. And I was like, okay, so Tinder is the Walmart of people. That one I figured out really quick. Or uh, no, like Facebook dating is like the Walmart. Oh, yeah. I heard that one is even worse. Oh, wait. So Facebook itself has a dating thing, not just like yes. finding stuff. Oh, Yeah, don't go to that one. No, because Facebook in itself is like, that's just where you see what people in high school are doing or like, you know, your grandma has Facebook now. (laughs) Exactly. Facebook dating is probably like the Craigslist and then Tinder's the Walmart. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> like no hate on Walmart. I love me some Walmart, but like, right. how did you break out of the uh, online dating world? Did you just put yourself out there? Like, teach me the things. I don't know things anymore. Well, unfortunately, it's because I just dated other wrestlers. Oh, um, hey. Okay. Sadly. Let's talk about that then, because that's oh, yeah. changed massively. Like that used to be like career suicide or so they framed it career suicide towards women. Yet yeah. Guys could do all the dating and wrestling and you're fine. But as a woman, you'd be fucked. So do you find that that's changed now or would you say? I think it's changed. I don't. Well, it's like because I, you know, I never had to experience that. So mm. I hope that it's changed. But also with my boyfriends that I've had, I've always been like, hey, just so you know. Yeah respect me and make sure other people respect me don't get people don't get me booked just because i'm your girlfriend like that mm -hmm. was always like a big fight i had with one of my exes because you'd be like i just want to help you and i want to see you succeed and my pride in my head was always like i know but i have to do it yeah i get it i totally get it so speaking about like emotions and you know good and bad feelings has professional wrestling ever made you cry whether it was good or bad both all the time <laughs> all the time anything stick out in your mind if i have like what i feel like is like not a good match i will probably like cry about it because oh. i'm like disappointed in myself because like i want to do good i have to do good i have to be good at it and then um i've like definitely happy cried like hearing like what fans have to say or mm. just like i've made legitimate friends here and so, like, I, like, my roommate, um, he was a wrestler, and now he's, like, he's getting married. He has, he's getting a house and getting married. And I was, like, and that's why I moved to New Jersey, because I was, like, have your house with your wife, dude. I'm so happy for you. I know. Wrestling brings out the best and the worst in us. And I think, like, like I said, when you're down that spirituality journey, you take each one of those moments, and you're, like, okay, what's the lesson here? And it sounds yes. like that's where you're at with it all. Every, yes, every single thing now I'm like, okay, what do I have to do to make sure either A, I do not repeat this lesson or B, <laughs> this continues to happen to me. Yeah, sure. Where do you draw inspiration from outside of wrestling? Like who, who are some of your motivating factors if it comes to personality you pursue in the ring or like fashion or music, anything? Lady Gaga. <gasps> oh my God. Good one. <laughs> she is my everything oh my god legit really? like the last like two big pieces of gear i've done i yeah. like lady gaga have you seen her in concert four times <laughs> um and then i'm gonna go see her in august with effie oh oh please take a little bit of a video for me of you guys oh with like just with lady gaga in the background or even just some eruption i feel like that oh ooh, that's a great date <laughs> i cannot wait it's gonna be me effie and effie's boyfriend and i know effie effie like enjoys lady gaga as a casual fan okay so as a good guy probably be like yes <laughs> like he's like yes i know the songs whatever but yeah. like me and his boyfriend aj are just like you don't understand <laughs> Like you don't get it from every chromatica it is a planet like we are about to be transported to a whole other world what do you not understand effie yeah. it's a religious experience catch up literally like I've, <laughs> every time i've seen her i had floor seats like i oh like I almost had like a like a little tiff because i was like guys 
these are not pit tickets. Uh, what's going on? Why did we not get, why did we not get pit? Like, and they're like, Allison, they're very close seats. I go, are they? Because mm, they're not close. subtle. I do not well, settle. Okay. A little story for you. It was like, Ooh, 2006, I want to say, maybe even 2005. Oh, okay. And Lady Gaga had uh, just dropped her first single and she wasn't big yet. Like, um, was it Poker Face? No, Just Dance. Sorry, excuse me. Just, just Dance. This was even when she was like curvier and she was just doing small bar gigs in Toronto. And I was there with three of my girlfriends and there must have been 40 people in the bar like she was no one yet and homegirl got so loaded before the show that she passed out before her set like on stage like she came out and she was like i'm lady gaga whatever and passed out they took her backstage slapped her a few times a little bit of water and she did her whole set and i was like that is fucking rock and roll yes she's literally a rock star like she She really is have you seen her documentary on netflix I cried. Oh my God. Like, oh, she's like, I do the movie. I lose Taylor. I was like, please stop. Please stop. And then, because I remember when, like, she was hurt and yeah. she had to get surgery and she was in the wheelchair. And, like, it's it was just very, like, a nice peek inside. Like, already I, I was obsessed with her and, like, had on the yeah. internet knew everything about her. But that I was like, oh, baby, no. She's a real sensitive soul under all of that. I'm trying to think. End of March. She's not at Pisces anymore, then, is she? End of March. End of March. Aries is... So maybe she's Aries, but with like a Pisces cuss, maybe. That would make sense because she's crazy, but she seems to be more grounded. Look at us just fucking... <laughs> we'll figure her out we, we know we know lady gaga we've got your number so you love the attitude era who were some of your inspirations from the attitude era because we're talking about lady gaga so that's the i i got your number now girl i got you uh <laughs> but who inspired you from that era it was definitely uh team extreme and like dudley boys oh and, my like, god really I don't know. I like love the tag teams. I don't, maybe it was just like I watched wrestling with like my best friend, like at the time. Yeah. So like it was always like we pretended like we were a tag team. So like we loved watching them and like we were in love with the Hardy Boys. Like we had like the beaded necklace and we, I had we were such like, a crush on Jeff Hardy for a really ex- long time. Who didn't? Who didn't? He's a beautiful man. They, crazy. So- He's too crazy. Of course, but now. like yeah. that is the appeal. Like we're like, oh, he's so bad. Oh. <laughs> oh, I could change him. I could change him. Girl, you are like you are. That is my life story, and that's where <laughs> I like. This is where the pattern stop because I'm like, you are beautiful and broken. Yes. Yep, and you're gonna stay that way until you get glued up. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm staying away now. Yeah. Goodbye. Now I realize that people are who they are. Like you can change here, there, but like for the most part, if you're not going to really do the work, you know, people are who they are. And the Somebody is- told me, they said, you meet people where they are and they either are where, and I was like, oh, you just changed my whole perspective. Oh my God. And I, I read a quote and I'm going to butcher it, but it was something to the extent of like, stop trying to fix people who are broken when you didn't break them. And I was like, oh. 
Oh, St- say less. I get it. But uh, I feel like we could probably do a whole podcast episode on, on just that. But Yes. <laughs> okay, let's do my 10 tailor-made questions. It's a little bit of a speed round, but I don't want you to brush. I want all your goodness. Give me all your answers. Okay, name one beauty product you cannot live without. My NYX eyebrow thing. Because I'm a natural that. blonde. Are you really? I'm natural blonde. She ain't got no eyebrows up here. Let me Same. tell you. <laughs> Same. And thanks to the 90s and Pamela Anderson and Gwen Stefani, I was like, just just like six hairs. Six hairs on each side. I was really surprised. Give me that look. And then microblading took all my money. There and NYX, NYX pencils. Yep. <laughs> what is your favorite exercise? I like shoulder day. So like shoulder, pr- I don't know why I feel like a boss when I do shoulders. It's like a shoulder press and I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm also like, let's make the shoulders real big. So everything else looks smaller. So I don't have yes. to worry about this so much. I'm just like, well, if they're big, then I'll look tapered, obviously. <laughs> I'm Jordan Grace, whatever. She looks fucking insane like her body transformation she already was in amazing shape she's already like so strong so and then like boom what i know i know she's amazing i love her shout out jordan grace we We love love your body we love your body (laughs) uh what is your pet peeve or pet peeves uh when i definitely asked you to do something and uh or i said something when i have to repeat myself i legit hate having to repeat myself when they're like, what? And I'm like, I literally told you I was going there today. Why are you acting surprised? Because they're not fucking listening. Yeah. I, not not, yeah. not audio. Audio, they're fine. But like, it just didn't go. Did not stick. Did not comprehend. Yeah. You you weren't heard. I need to be seen and heard. <laughs> I see you. I hear you. I affirm you. Good. Okay. Uh, celebrity crush. <laughs> I mean, Lady Gaga, but oh, that's like that's it. an easy one. I feel like I'm um, asking you this question, then the next one will skip ahead because we can go with Lady Gaga, but favorite band or artist? Lady Gaga. Obviously. Okay. We're just, we're all about Lady Gaga today. She, she hits the top every time. <laughs> Do you have a secret vice like drinking a glass of wine in the shower? I was that and now... Um, I'm trying to think of what my vice might be. I like, Are you I, no like longer cut down drinking? My, I'm like still drinking. Oh, yeah. my vice is definitely a coffee. I'm like the coffee mom, like the <laughs> don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Like anytime you can ask Effie when we travel, if yeah. like we land at the same time, I'm like, okay, but we have to go get something. Or if That's we're like me. in a car, I'm like, can we stop to go get one? And it's not even like I'm tired. I just need to taste it. Like I need oh, the taste. Interesting. So it's almost placebo. Know. Like you're like, I need this. Legit. I had an Americano <laughs> and then I had a latte. Like Whew. you don't need that much caffeine, but I do it. And you don't get like heart palpitations or anxiety or anything like that? No. I That's don't know the what's week. wrong with it. I worked at Starbucks and oh. the amount of stuff I drank while working there. Yeah. I don't know. 
as a first responder and as shift work like I I'll drink like coffee all morning and it like I I feel like it's waking me up but then I'll keep drinking in the afternoon and I'll go to sleep like I that shit is not I can just go to sleep yeah I don't understand yeah I feel like people make themselves believe that they're too caffeinated to sleep I think also we're just around the people who have just been overstimulated so (laughs) we don't know normal people anymore we just have adrenaline burnout i'm like well i it doesn't go up or down i just burnt it out so it's whatever (laughs) (laughs) who has the best entrance music i it's gotta be like a combination i'm like going off the music but also like the ambiance it's gotta be like nick gage Ooh, good one because like you hear that bell and you know it's coming and then the people swarm and they're chanting and it's like it's so cool i feel like the best entrance music you know what it is based on the noise that like precursors the sound like the glass breaking before stone cold like that shit that's what like really gets into people's heads i want that so bad i need that right but it's like i can't find one yet i don't know yeah i'm with you we're like the 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 fucking siren um right like uh, or like some people they have like they'll say like a little sentence and you're like yep yes the whistle like trish's was like her laugh uh i wouldn't want my laugh to uh (laughs) (laughs) my sorry i said laugh i'm my cackle (laughs) right they'd be like oh here comes allison yeah jesus i think we've covered this but what is your drink of choice so we said coffee but what is your alcoholic drink of choice I am a wine girl. I love a Malbec, mm. but like if I'm if I'm like out like at a bar, so like at home, it's a wine. But if I'm out at a bar, I just go. Can you just give me something fun and fruity? Like <laughs> I always am just trying to try something new. Like in Las Vegas, I like looked at the menu and I went, "Ooh, this has like rose in it. I'll try it." Happy Pride Month from Ali Cat. She's just fun and fruity. Just literally every time, like someone's like. Oh, like, do you want a beer? And I go, no, give me something fun. Like, what are you talking about? What are we doing here? I love it. Oh, my God. Okay, what's your most embarrassing moment in the ring? All right, so I (laughs) have learned, and I'm sure you've heard it or you've experienced it. If I take, like, too big of a bump, sometimes I tinkle a little bit. Totally. You you tinkle a little bit. So the first time that ever happened, I said, never again. (gasps) And I I wear, like, a, a liner Every Smart. single time I wrestle, you're better. Well, than me. it has shown from time to time. The liner has like shown and peaked out. I remember one time somebody like I asked them to watch my match, and they were like, "Yeah, whatever." Critique, critique. Also, did you have like a pad? If this was a man telling oh, this, no. he's like, "Did you have a pad sticking out?" And I was like, "No." That it was just my tights. I don't know what you're talking about. Pervert. Mortified that he brought that up to me. I was like, he was like a he's very well known on TV guy. And I was just like, oh no, what? And I'm sure that was just as hard for him to say to you, but to me, that's someone that loves you because they were like, just FYI. Yeah. Just a little a little diaper situation, Pat, maybe. It was so, after that, I was like, I started like cutting them in half and trying to like <laughs> minimize that from ever happening again. It was, oh, oof. just to embrace it. Yeah. There is not a female wrestler I know that doesn't tinkle every time right. you front bump. 
I, I, it's, I it's, it's part of it. Every, every, like almost every time, like if, ooh, uh, if I have a good, nasty pile driver. Ooh, yeah, little, sure, sure. But every guy I tell this to, they're like, that's weird. Like that never happens to me. Well, that's because they've got a D where we have a P and like, ovaries that are playing pinball every time we fucking take a bump. You. So. Thank you. Again, I see you. I hear you. <laughs> Tell our listeners where they can find you on the interwebs. All right, y'all. Um, I'm on Instagram as at the Alley Catch, and I'm on Twitter as just Alley Catch. A L L I E K A T C H. Beautiful. Okay, last one. Finish this lyric. <clears throat> I want you ugly. I want your disease. I want your everything as long as it's free. I did I this for a talent love. show once. Did like, you? Da- dance and everything. Like, I, when I say I'm in it, like I'm in it. <laughs> I love it. I love you. Thank you so much for doing this interview. Oh my God. Thank you. Oh my God. It's so fun. Alley Catch is just 100% as adorable as I assumed she would be. And she has some interesting perspectives on both wrestling and spirituality. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, just like you're enjoying every weekly episode when we get wild on Wednesdays, where we mix spirituality, witchcraft with female fighters of MMA, professional wrestling, and bare knuckle fighting. I could not and I would not want to do this podcast without my badass punk rock girl band, The Wild On Team. I have my right-hand woman, my queen producer and editor, Rochelle Duras. I have my woman, my queen, who does all things tech that I don't understand and marketing at that, Madison Golshani, and of course, my sound engineer from Superkick Studios, Matteo Sessa. I love you guys, and thank you. And until next week, stay calm and wild on. Bye.